Let's bring in a guest now, Patrick Henningsen, who's executive editor of 21stCenturyWire.com, joins me on the line. Good to speak to you, um, Patrick, although uh, be it uh, amid rather tense times and rather worrying information coming out now from Washington, D.C. We've heard Rex Tillerson say in the last few hours the U.S. is considering an appropriate response. We, we hear information saying that military responses are being considered. What do you think we're actually going to see coming from the U.S.? Uh, I, I'm not sure exactly what, what we're going to see. I'm, I'm pretty sure what I'm hearing, though, and what it appears to me that uh, President Trump, uh, his administration, uh, Nikki Haley, UN ambassador, are easily led, uh, in this case, it seems, by misinformation uh, and the fact uh, that they're now rewriting history, that somehow Assad crossed the red line in 2013 uh, in Ghouta. Uh, that's not true either, and yet, so they're relitigating the 2013 case, uh, which is a has a political conclusion. It's being repeated like ventriloquists all across Washington and the U.S. media right now. Uh, CNN, war hawks uh, in Washington are already wargaming a uh, military attack on Syria, talking about cratering the runways of all of Syria's airports uh, and, th and hitting chemical weapons facilities of the Syrian government, which there are none. Uh, as far as anybody can tell. Uh, so this is kind of a, a sad moment, really, for the Trump administration if they proceed forward with this, uh, because Donald Trump campaigned, uh, made a big deal about how George Bush made such a big mistake by getting involved on false pretenses in 2003. And, uh, but at least George Bush had the excuse of 12 months of sexed up intelligence, uh, all Donald Trump uh, seems to have here is he's going to war based on a YouTube video, uh, for the most part, or a series of YouTube videos made by an Al-Qaeda-linked NGO, which is funded by the U.S. State Department, the British Foreign Office, and the Qatari government. So it's, uh, you know, George Bush at least has the excuse of being naive, ill-equipped, uh, and so Donald Trump will go down in history as ignorant, ill-equipped, and as naive, or more so, actually, than George W. Bush did. Also in Donald Trump's ear is the, the president of Turkey, who, as we already know, is quite happy to see Assad go, and he said he's ready to support any U.S. military action. Isn't that uh, going to only send us closer to some kind of conflict with that kind of information coming from Turkey? It's, that's an expected response uh, by Erdogan, by Turkey, and Turkey has played probably the most pivotal role since 2010 and 2011 uh, in facilitating the movement of armed terrorists, weapons, uh, illicit oil sales stolen from Syria, sold via Turkey. Uh, so Erdogan and Turkey have played a pivotal role in really uh, fomenting the conflict in Syria and facilitating the flow of weapons, terrorists, human trafficking, and so forth. Uh, over the course of the last six years. So that's not surprising. Regime change has always been on the cards for Erdogan. But really, it's the talking point we're seeing in Washington that we need to disable or get rid of, quote, get rid of, I heard today on Capitol Hill, Syria's air force. And uh, the response was, well, what if Russia planes were in those positions in airports like Latakia and so forth? And the response of uh, Lindsey Graham was, well, they got to move them. Get it. They need to get them out of the way. Uh, because we're coming in, basically. So this is the prevalent talk, uh, which is dominating the Washington conversation right now. Very reckless, based on zero evidence, uh, and again, uh, rewriting history of past implications that Assad somehow crossed the red line. He didn't cross the red line. Obama said a red line. Assad didn't cross it. It's been proven by a number of uh, academic institution 
and also a former UN weapons inspector that the rebels, in fact, are responsible for the uh, so-called chemical weapons attack in East Ghouta in 2013. And there's been multiple reports. They're in possession of mustard gas and kitchen sarin and a number of other toxic chemicals. So all the evidence points at the so-called rebels, terrorist groups, and this is being totally ignored right now, conveniently, uh, by the United States media and politicians like Adam Kitzinger, who was in Syria uh, lo lobbying for weapons and tow missiles, promising the rebels in 2013 with John McCain that they'll be getting arms from the United States paid for by the Gulf. And now he's shilling for war right now uh, for, and to, to benefit these exact same uh, extremists, uh, so-called rebels ask you about, who stand um, to benefit. Some other implications of this, because with the President of the United States being briefed about military action possibilities, there must be many knock-on effects. I would imagine Islamic State are probably rejoicing at the possibility that will take uh, away the uh, oppression of them by the, the Syrian military. I would imagine European leaders, must, there must be a, a strong chance they're quite concerned of a, another influx of refugees if there will be increased conflict. What's the chances, though, we're going to see another Iraq? If the U.S. Uh, move, move ahead uh, to attack the Syrian government or the Syrian military, effectively declaring war on Syria, probably without declaring it, maybe with a flimsy authorization of military force, which they're kicking around right now, the unintended consequences are difficult to calculate. But you're right, there will be more refugees. The look at who's to benefit. The beneficiaries in this situation will be al-Nusra Front, Arar al-Sham, all the terrorist groups fall, that fall under that umbrella that are now huddled in Idlib, and ISIS will benefit in, a, in its various positions because it will weaken the Syrian military and it will also weaken Russia's partnership with the Syrian military. So those are the beneficiaries of this. So if you were litigating this in a court or you're a prosecutor, who has primary motive? The so-called rebels have primary motive. Bashar, the Syrian people do not want Bashar al-Assad to go. Bashar al-Assad is uh, overwhelmingly accepted and supported by the people in Syria. The only people who aren't supporting Assad are armed militants backed by the United States, by the UK, by France, by Qatar, by Saudi Arabia. Those are the ones who are going to benefit. Uh, from this action. So they have the motive to carry out what looks like, who knows exactly what happened here, but certainly it makes no sense. There's no motive that the Syrian government would actually do that. The motive they're trying to spin up in the U.S. is that Assad is a brutal dictator. He's insane, and he did this because of Trump and Rex Tillerson and Nikki Haley's statements that offered some implicit support to the Assad regime only a few days ago, and that was his motive for launching chemical attacks. It's bizarro logic. But yet that passes as mainstream discourse right now in a hysterical United States political environment. And the, the danger is that this is going to be a politicized action. In other words, this, if, if Donald Trump orders an author, or pushes for an, a military action against Syria, it undercuts the whole narrative that he's somehow in bed with Vladimir Putin and Russia. So it gives him some relief. And CNN, the Democrat uh, pundits on these networks, are cheering gleefully egging Donald Trump on to do something based on what is essentially a few YouTube videos. There's been no investigation. You don't take a country to war without uh, mounting some kind of forensic investigation. And yet that is the level of insanity that we're looking at right now. 
the people, uh, people in Washington and in the mainstream media who are pushing this narrative right now have absolutely lost their minds, but it shouldn't surprise anybody because of the same media and some of the same political operatives that have wasted upwards of, by the end of it, over, maybe over $100 million in U.S. taxpayer money and two or three months of time on Capitol Hill to pursue a, a conspiracy theory that the Trump campaign was colluding with the Russians to defeat Hillary Clinton. Okay, so it shouldn't surprise anybody that now we're seeing this level of illogic and insanity, collective madness, and totally politically motivated. This Syrian situation is not motivated by forensics, by evidence. It's motivated really by politics. Donald Trump is probably looking for some relief, and he's going to depend on his generals to give him all the advice. And these are the same generals who played a key role in helping support one of the biggest wholesale frauds in modern history, which was the Iraq War. Patrick, I think we're we'll to wrap things up there. I do apologize. Um, but it's been fascinating to get your analysis you. of what is a, a very concerning uh, escalation of rhetoric coming out of the United States. Patrick Henningsen is my guest, executive editor of 21stCenturyWire.com.